Hello everyone and welcome to Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labour and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Cynthia Chong, partner at Deakins in Hong Kong. Here on Employment Matters, we bring you updates from around the world as we dial in our local ELA lawyers. These good folks practice on the ground on jurisdictions around the globe, working daily to help their clients. Today, we're going to be chatting with my partner, Elsie Chan. On the program today, Elsie is going to be discussing redundancies in Hong Kong. Thanks for joining us, Elsie. How are you today? Great. I'm very good. Great. So let's get started. Under the current challenging business environment, many businesses are considering streamlining their operations and teams. So the topic of redundancy, restructuring, layoffs inevitably comes up. Before we jump onto more practical solutions such as the calculation of severance payments, how does Hong Kong law regulate the situations I just described? From my experience, most of the time when companies use the terms of redundancy, restructuring or layoffs, they tend to all fall under the definition of redundancy Hong Kong law. Under Hong Kong law, an employee will be considered to be dismissed by reason of redundancy if the dismissal is attributable wholly or mainly to the fact that, number one, his employer has ceased or intends to cease to carry on the business for the purpose of which the employee was employed by him or in the place where the employee was so employed. Or number two, the requirements of that business for employees to carry out work of a particular kind has ceased or diminished or expected to cease or diminish. Yeah, so under Hong Kong law, basically redundancies have its definition and the employer does not need to consult anyone before they exercise redundancy. Is that right, Elsie? Yes, correct. Dismissal of an employee on the ground of redundancy is rather straightforward in Hong Kong, as it merely requires the employer to serve termination notice in accordance with the employment contract or by making payment in lieu of notice. And unlike other jurisdictions, there is no legal requirement for consultation with employees before termination. However, it must be noted that it is unlawful for an employer to dismiss an employee even on the ground of redundancy under certain circumstances. Number one, when an employee is on statutory paid sick leave. Number two, when an employee is pregnant or on maternity leave. Number three, when the employee is suffering from work-related injuries before having entered into agreement with the employer for the employee's compensation or before the issue of a certificate of assessment. Or number four, the termination is due to the reason of the employees giving evidence or information in any proceedings or inquiries in connection with the enforcement of labor legislation, industrial accidents, or breach of work safety regulation. Two, involvement in any trade union or its activities. Or three, disability, gender, marital status, pregnancy, breastfeeding status, race, or family status, which is all protected grounds under Hong Kong anti-discrimination law. So if an employee is under any of the above situations, the employer may consider entering into settlement with the employee such that employee agrees to resign. If any of the situation I just mentioned applies, you should seek legal advice as to how to proceed. Great. I like that. You always need to go to a lawyer when there are specific <laughs> yes. situations, right? Okay. So we talked about generally sort of what is redundancy and under what circumstances can an employer not effect redundancy. What about the entitlements of the employees? What would they be entitled to under Hong Kong law if they're made redundant? Hmm. In addition to the usual termination payments, for example, payment in lieu of notice, annual leave, and any other payments payable under the employment contracts, for employees who have been under at least two years of continuous employment with the employer, 
they will be entitled to receive a statutory severance payment if they are dismissed by the employer on the ground of redundancy. An employee will be considered to be under continuous employment if he provides at least 18 hours of work to the employer each week for a period of at least four weeks. So how is the statutory severance payment actually calculated in Hong Kong? Oh, there is a formula under Hong Kong law. The formula is the employee's monthly wages, which should be capped than 22,500 Hong Kong dollars times two thirds times the years of service. Please note that if the employee is dismissed by way of payment in lieu of notice, the years of service adopted in the formula should be calculated up to the expiration of the original notice period. The total statutory severance payment payable to an employee is subject to a cap of 390,000 Hong Kong dollars. After paying the statutory severance payment to the employee, the employer is entitled to seek reimbursement from the service provider of the employee's mandatory provider fund scheme with the employer. Generally speaking, the statutory severance payment can be offset against the value of the employee's contribution account of his MPF scheme with the employer. Please note, however, that this mechanism is now set to be abolished in 2025. However, the new law will not have any retrospective effect. Of course, the above is merely the statutory formula for calculating severance payment, and employees are free to grant more favorable sums. Regarding how much more excretious severance payment should be given, some employers grant an additional one to three months of salary payment. Some agree to grant the annual discretionary bonus as usual, and some simply agree not to offset the MPF contribution as I just described. For those employers who grant more favorable severance payment, it is very easy for them to request the employees to enter into a separation agreement such that the employees agree to waive all potential claims against the employer. Is there anything else an employer should do when carrying out a redundancy? Yeah, there are. For example, if an employee is leaving Hong Kong for a period of one month or more, under the Inland Revenue Ordinance, the employer should withhold all the payments payable to the employees for a period of one month or the time when they receive the letter of release from the authority, whichever is the earlier. Or if the employee is working under work visa, the employer should notify the immigration department about the termination of the employee's employment. Employers should also inform the service providers of its benefit schemes concerning the termination of the employee's benefit, for example, medical scheme and MPF schemes. This is a great summary of the position in Hong Kong. So thank you very much, Elsie, for taking the time to discuss these issues with us and for joining us on the program. If you'd like to connect with Elsie or myself, please click on her bio in the description of this podcast. My bio is also available on the ELA website. Please also search the ELA website at ela.law to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers and on-demand content from our online library, or access the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Cynthia Chaw. Thank you so much for listening.